Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Fandoms, Culture, and Perhaps a Few Murders, where we discuss exactly that, fandoms, culture, and a few murders. I'm your host, Feline, and with me, as always, is... Spade. And... Alpha! Where today's topic is one that Alpha chose, a kind of potluck where we all bring our own stories. So we're going to have a couple different topics, and we can just get started. From the year 945 to 964, Olga of Kiev, also known as Helga, she was a Slavic princess through her origins, though her origins were supposedly Viking. She was the first recorded female ruler in Russia and the first recorded ruling family of Kiev to adopt Christianity. She is the first canonized Russian saint of the Orthodox Church, patron to widows and converts. Now let me tell y'all why this female is my patron saint just from her deeds. Her husband, Igor the King, had been out collecting taxes and tithes from the collecting small tribes in the area that made up his kingdom. When he was murdered during one of the visits to one of the tribes, because they had thought to put one of their tribes and their princes on the throne. Now, widowed, she would have been seen as weak and easy to railroad, so they kept hounding her and hounding her to remarry, remarry, she has to marry somebody. So they wanted to take advantage of this by pressuring her to marry the prince of their specific tribe. Sick to shit of the audacity that the tribe that who had not only killed her husband, but then tried to force her to marry one of their own, this bitch decided to come up with a plan. She sent word that she was open to the idea of marriage and told them that she needed nobles to come over by ship for negotiations and they were to remain on the ship when they got here and she would send many servants in the morning to carry them boat and all right to the center of town in a procession of honor to be met by her in person having agreed they sent their nobles over they slept in their boats overnight olga had her people dig a giant pit in the center of their city and when the morning came she did as she said she then sent word claiming that if they really wanted this marriage to happen, the tribe would have to send more distinguished nobles than the one that they sent, and that they could come and get her to escort her to the prince themselves. Otherwise, anything else would be offensive. Not one to catch a hint or miss an opportunity to snatch the throne, they sent more nobles to feed her vengeful bloodlust. As the men arrived, she insisted the road-weary men would wash up in the prepared bathroom, entering eagerly to rest from the long trip it soon became apparent that they were sealed shut and then it, the hut was set on fire while they were inside. She went on to hold a memorial event for her husband, inviting the people of the tribe that murdered him. 5,000 people actually showed up. They really fucking showed up. And once everyone was settled in, she ordered the soldiers to murder everyone there. She then led a full military assault on the tribe cities. So as an act of mercy and benevolence offered to them, she said she'd leave and stop attacking them, everything done and over with, if they offered her a tribute. And since the town had been devastated, they'd been cut off from their external supplies and there's nowhere else to go, they decided, absolutely, we'll take whatever is necessary, but we don't have much to give. So, in recompense, she offered to take in tribute the form of sparrows from every household. So every home had to contribute at least one sparrow to give in tribute. As the city gathered sparrows in multitudes across the city, Olga had her soldiers amass great piles of wood for burning. Having received the offering, she notified the tribe they can easily rest in their homes tonight, she will no longer attack them. As the tribe's people slept, Olga had smoldering pieces of wood tied to each sparrow, releasing them to head to their nests in the city. 
This resulted in the entire city being engulfed in flames, burning many alive in their homes. Any that had escaped the flames only ran into more death when they, when Olga's soldiers murdered them where they stood or captured them for slavery. Only now did she stop her revenge against the people who murdered her love. She then proceeded to rule unchecked the rest of her life, even though she had a son. The most badass female ever. I love her. She's my patron saint. It's a lot, though. That's a lot of bodies and recompense for one love, but I'm saying. Revenge is revenge, man. That was petty, vindictive, spiteful revenge. But she also ensured not being opposed. Right. You secured your legacy. It solidified her. Like, yo, we can't really fuck with her. She'll kill all of our family members in their sleep and put their dead bodies next to us while we sleep. This is beyond nuclear revenge. She destroyed an entire town, an entire city. I've always been of the mindset that if, like, you're going to fuck with me, I'm going to do the same and then some. I have, I try not to be, but ooh, child, if I had ruled, if I was ruling in the kingdom and you killed my husband, because that was clearly love. Yeah. Not that like an arranged love. one. That was love. You don't do that from an arranged... Like, even if it was an arranged marriage, there was love there. Because you don't do that. You don't go that far unless somebody killed the love of your life. I was going to say, too, and then trying to have her marry somewhere else. Which she means she would have to bear a child for them. But that's why she was pre-regent for the time, because she had a child. If she did remarry because they wanted a man to have a position of power to be king... Like, she would probably have to bear that man a child, which is just yeah. icky because you have to, like, give yourself yeah, to someone who killed your husband. Because then they might even try to kill them, you know, get rid of the heir. Exactly. You know, you've murdered the person who they cared for or grew to care for. Even if you couldn't gauge exactly how much she loved her partner. Because, honestly, you could look at it as she was trying to protect her position, seeing as now that her husband was gone... She's the one in power until her son could come of age. So she had to protect herself in general, besides just what they were trying to propose. Her and hers was never to be fucked with again as long as she lived. Every person after her, male or female, had to have been compared to the strength of what she was. She may have been considered weak because she didn't have a husband, but she proved them fucking wrong triple quadruple times over what gets me is, is at one point do you realize that you probably shouldn't be sending people to this queen who's killing your people did they know that it's not clear because i was gonna say like she's like oh yeah they're just like at a hotel or something <laughs> <laughs> but send but, me more but like at some point they have to worry like where the fuck were the first nobles that we sent why is she why is she requesting more nobles you know it's funny i just got like two things that popped into mind. Yours made me think Wayne Brady saying that exact same shit. Talk about I try not to be violent. I you know, I, yeah, you know. So that's what yours sounded like. And then when she said what she just said and then you seconded that. Now I was thinking of the reference with um Return of the Living Dead, send more paramedics. Yeah, oh my god. Then she sat there she set up a memorial and they sent more people. They were invited too. Why would too. they do that? That's so dumb. I'm convinced they, that uh, George Martin took that concept and made the Red Wedding as yeah. part of that. You she are cordially them invited. Burn them in huts. I'm pretty sure over in the center of the town, over the buried bodies of their previous nobles. I was gonna say too often in like history, women are just like instruments to the king in the throne, right. not really considered. 
their own ruling body. They're pawn pieces to be sold off, they're ovals. Besides her just having to protect herself and her son, to also establish that given her actions, history could dictate that you can now take a female head of state or ruler to be just as vicious as a man would have been. Right. It would have at least set a precedent. And the fact that she's the first canonized Russian saint of the Orthodox Church. Big up to you, Olga. That's quite a feat that she was canonized because one, the church generally, despite as we're led to believe, they are against such violence, even though their history shows that they've been plenty bloody trying to get their agendas across. Oh yeah, the church is Ooh, soaked you know, in blood. And the other I thing being... We should have a topic of the day for you, so you could just go off on the church, because I know you know a lot of history shit about that. President I know those two are one of your favorite topics. The other thing is, if we're to believe, you know, all the KGB-type communist era stories about Russia being um, clandestine, but also at the same time being very brutal in the way they would execute people who would speak against the czar or the ruling body at the time of the Kremlin, that Mm -hmm. I can see them wanting to canonize or raise (laughs) this bitch, you know, on a high pedestal because, oh yeah, that's a a true Russian right there. You know what I mean? Uh, Yes. Underlying like vindictiveness in that, that they're just, there's there's an entire nation that's hella respectful of it. Yes. And I respect that too. That's why I'm saying that the dichotomy there were like two opposing types of uh, bodies in terms of Russia and then the church. And, you know, the fact that they met on the same even level to agree, yeah, she needs to be elevated. Y'all fucked with the wrong widow. You fucked with the wrong wife. Y'all fucked with the wrong mom. You turned the wrong wife into a widow. Now, for a tono shift, my story isn't about massacre, but uh, it has some nonsense in it. On December 14th of 2021, so just last month, a man at the Sea Cave arcade and bar in New Orleans started sticking vintage arcade cabinets with a supermarket price gun. Due to this, he was asked to leave by the arcade owner, Judah Lee, to which the customer replied, asking if the owner was interested in dying. The customer, who goes by the name The Wolf, was known to be rude and was kicked out and refunded his membership fee by the arcade owner after the initial confrontation, where Out in the parking lot, the wolf pulled out a butterfly knife and claimed to own an assault rifle before he left at 7.30 p.m. A half hour later, he returned and locked the arcade's front doors with a bicycle lock and trapped customers and employees alike inside and started smashing windows. The customers and employees were able to escape through the back door and they called police, but the wolf had already left the scene. Later. The wolf returned again, this time with an axe, smashing every window, television, and unfortunately, the arcade cabinets. The owner, who was at home, watched from the security cameras as every single arcade cabinet and everything electronic or smashable was in fact destroyed with this axe. He called the police, but the police were once again too late because the wolf had already left. The estimated cost of damages was around $30,000 to $50,000. This really fucking happened? Yes, this it's real. It sounds like a, a, like a six-year-old fan fiction, because you say the Wolf and Jubilee, and yeah. I just think X-Men. <laughs> Wait, what? I was going to say, like, 
him calling himself the wolf. Like in my head, I'm picturing the most like gross kind of stereotypical gamer guy who probably thinks of himself as some sort of guru talking about how he has a gun and flashing a butterfly knife. Probably greasy hair, you know? I think it would have probably been funnier if he was running around in a furry suit doing all this bullshit. I think it would be great if he was in a, if he was a brony naming himself Wolf. The day after, he tore up the fucking arcade cabinet. He showed up while customers and employees and like helpful civilians were trying to clean up the mess. This time with a gun. So he comes up behind them while they're cleaning up and like taping the windows and shit, waving his gun around saying, shut it down, I'm cartel. So these people, you know, understandably, he's something. These people flee because he has a fucking gun. Of course. Call the police. And this time the police actually catch him. He got away twice. Okay, this guy literally came and attacked this arcade like three times. And just destroying all the arcade cabinets. That's really sad. <laughs> he's looking to get caught, but he's enjoying the thrill of running away too. I don't know, he probably just wants the attention because they say he was like rude and belligerent. He's probably just a guy who wants attention and will take the wrong kind of attention. It's funny because, you know, he did, what, about $50,000 worth of damage to that arcade. And despite the fact that the arcade is a dying medium already, the fact that you just kind of hastened the demise of yeah. this one, you know? I was gonna say, like, there aren't even that many arcades around. Not to mention, like, vintage arcade cabinets, and you just right. destroy them. Ugh, oh, it's so bad. And I can't really picture there being a lot of agencies that are around to fix arcade cabinets for restoration, you know what I mean? Right. And in Japan, you have parlors of arcades that have been around for decades, you know, shutting down almost every year. And then this fool that you would think that, I don't know how often he came during the, this time frame. I think they said he was newer, but he was becoming a regular. Okay, so in this case, because he already gave you bad vibes before, why wouldn't you have, you know, like somebody that's like a security or authority figure kind of be around during the times that you expect him, unless he comes at, you know, odd times or whatever, and it's kind of hard to peg. But you would have had something, maybe somebody, an employee that would have been able to keep an eye out for a particular dude, especially since you would expect that there would be a camera or something in this arcade seeing as lots of there business machines, you know what I mean? To clarify, no, he had like security cameras, but it's not clear if he had like security personnel. Right, so they had one at the Dream Machine when it used to be in Boston, in the center of Boston, and every once in a while it was a police officer, but every once, most of the time it was just another employee checking IDs to make sure you weren't skipping school to go there. So, like, it wasn't, like, you know, like, high-quality shit. The police officer was there to make to catch truant kids, for the most part. I mean, it said arcade and bar, so I maybe for the bar part there would be security. Like just a bouncer. Because, yeah, because of... Alcohol. Yeah. yeah. See, in this day and age, though, especially if there's alcohol attached to it, as in, the, you know, like Good Times had a bar and, you know, like an eating type of space and arcade games and pool tables. They had guys at the front, and after a certain time, you're only allowed to say you needed to have an ID to be able to get into the building. Which makes it seem like this person, whoever owned this bar arcade establishment, could have been able to have said bouncer if they had one to be able to watch the door, let alone the fact that even if they didn't, this guy would recognize this dude upon having two altercations with him prior to him coming there the third time to destroy the machines. You can get ring cameras for like $89 on a, on a good sale. You could sit there and have a high-tech camera, so to speak, 
to put in your establishment, especially since you feel like, I don't know, as the owner, you had altercations with this dude, maybe he's going to be problematic, whether it's during business hours or not. Maybe they didn't know like any of his actual personal information, because if he just walked in like, I am the wolf. <laughs> like, yeah, but you see, unless he's walking in there with a mask on or something, you as the owner, because you had two bad experiences with the person, you know his face. The right. owner did actually kick him out. He kicked him out and revoked his uh, membership. Oh, okay. That's right, that's right. So you would have had, like, this fucking membership, and they should have had his address, and we should have picked his ass up. It depends oh. if he even asks that. Most of the time, to get a membership at some place, you're just giving an email, really. Yeah, but... An email and maybe is a card attached to it? It depends. If it comes to something that involves drinking, you need people to sign off on something because it's like, say, they're, they have a, like a go, like a, like a, 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 a reward like a thing. Is it go card reward before? I'm just in there saying that uh, them ha- him having a card, it sounds like it's more a membership for the arcade part as yeah, opposed to the, the bar. You know what I uh, mean? They didn't specify that. So for that type of shit, you're only giving an email most of the time. What the, I don't know. They don't say that, but he was known to be kind of belligerent. So maybe, you know, it'd be funny if someone like beat his high score. <laughs> it could be something like that too. I'd say crazy, for lack of a better term, somebody would be about that type of shit. Yeah, some people can't lose. It's sad because I know you asked if it was like a David Buster's type thing, but I think it was like literal arcade cabinets. There was a couple of pictures, and they weren't like pachinko things or like the little Simpsons games or skee ball. It was like arcade. Like games. classic arcade. Yeah, which sucks if you're just destroying them because if they can't be repaired, then they're probably gone. You know what I mean? Because how many still exist? Now I found this random Cura question post. And I'm just going to read it to you so I can see if you react the way I reacted. <laughs> All right. So this is a question where I'm assuming is coming from mother, but my 15-year-old son destroyed his new PS5 because I didn't buy him a gaming PC. Should I give in or hold my ground and buy him another new PS5 instead? Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. I don't even need to hear the rest of this shit. And he's 15. Yeah, no, fuck that. He is, he, he, there's accountability that needs to be held here. And the fact that she's enabled him to the point where he feels okay to destroy an expensive-ass piece of fucking equipment that nobody can fucking get right now? Ooh, no. That's what I'm saying, this scarcity. Ooh, no. And what's funny is, the question she's asking, should I she's... give in and get him the PC, or hold my ground and buy him another PS5? That doesn't sound like holding ground! Both of those options that you presented sounded like rewards, not punishment. Not one of those sounded like punishment. This is hundreds of dollars. Right, that's like $500. And you want to drop another $500 to buy him a new one when he destroyed the last one? Not to mention, nobody can get one. The fact that she's so confident that she can get another one, motherfucker. Right. Well, to be fair, we don't know what kind of hookup she might have, honestly. Despite that fact, we're trying to rationalize to him, like, okay, I couldn't get you a gaming PC, which, mind you, is more expensive to get than a PS5. But it's also very easy to get because there's lots of gaming PCs out there. The only thing that you would probably have to contend with is the insertion of the type of graphics card to update your processing power. And that is, you know, a 
a hardship to get right now too with the chip shortage and all. But a gaming PC, maybe in his estimation, he finds he's a member of that master race. But PC also, master race. But also at the same time, though, in his, I don't know if you want to call it egotism or you want to talk about, you know, I know, ignorance, that to him, because a gaming PC is more expensive and higher quality, that she basically got him a piece of shit, even though said piece of shit is hard to find and is coveted by lots of people right now. Almost 530 if you're counting taxes and shit. That's hey, ridiculous. Like, I must call him a little shit. I don't give a fuck because I know how boys sit there and shoot up and get tall as fuck. But this little shit sat there and disrespected his mom by destroying something she gave to him as a gift. Which is another thing altogether. Right, and it's the whole other fucking thing. Even if we break down principle, he disrespectfully broke something she gave him. So her face is dumb. And like, can I just say that there's something psychologically wrong with the female that's doing this because she has some sort of dependency issue? I can only guess that either she's treated her son like the man of the house, which is what got him to be like that. So either either the husband is in the picture or he's just whatever he's mousy or there is no man in the house and it's going to be one of those you're never good enough to date my son type shits while enabling him in his mm. entire and he's there's... a piece of shit <laughs> right and he's a piece of shit she's enabled him to the point where he's probably never been told no Not... or whenever he was told no did enough of a tantrum or knew it would embarrass the shit out of her his mother to get her to cave yeah, I would have drop kicked that kid. That's what I'm saying. Like, the oh, fact that, that, like, no punishment was the first thing that came to her mind. Like, really? no. should I buy him a new PS5? No, be his ass. What's crazy is that all of the responses I saw to her thing, most of them were like, buy him a PS4 instead and that will teach him. You want to spend more money on him? What? The point is not to spend more money. Right, don't give him Just anything. Spend what he does fucking have and make him earn everything back. My kid sits there and does the dishes if she wants to sit there and access the VR system that she got for Christmas. I was going to say, like, that's very new and expensive hardware. I'd really fuck with them and be like, all right, you're about to go to school with a flip phone. You want to waste my money? I'm going to venture to guess this woman is white. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Two, two, no, no, I'm not done yet. Two, she's certainly one of those suburban white women because a down south white woman from Texas, and I remember this story where she literally punished her son by having him take his Xbox and bring it outside, so she shot it with a shotgun because she because he disrespected her. Now, she's certainly not this woman. Like I said, she's certainly not a woman of color because, one, you don't throw money around like that, and two, when you get something like that, oh, that, that's an asshole, then that's just going to keep on giving because once I would have whooped his ass as soon as he broke that shit, right? So not only would I have gone off on him for an extended period of time, I'm pretty sure for the rest of the day, as I was crossing his path in the same room, I would have caught him in the back of his neck, caught him in the back of his head, kicked him in his leg. <laughs> I, 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 there would have been there would have been continuous ass whipping. So that way, as soon as I came into the room again, he'd be flinching, or you know, holding for cover because he's expecting something coming. So yeah, that way, so that way, you yeah, know, and honestly, and even after he fall, falls asleep, I would have ran and, you know, did an elbow drop you know, on him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it would have been, it would have continued to go on because, you know, I'm going to tell him 
Okay, so you just cost me 520 something dollars. So you do know that there's about 520 something ass weapons coming your way. And so that's one for each dollar. And each one is not going to be graded on, you know, force. It's like literally whatever I feel like dishing out at that given time. I don't know. Maybe if you breathe funny, I'm not hitching your throat. Ooh, you know, yeah. something. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I better not see you the rest of the fucking week, rest of the month. Otherwise, you know. Oh, no, I'm going to come looking for him because he still owes the rest of that 500-something dollar ass with him. Never, never, mind, never mind the fact that, yeah, he would not be able to be having his phone. He would not be able to bounce off of Wi-Fi. Walk your ass to the library, boy, because you sure as hell ain't getting no ride. I'll take his, I actually would take his uh, library card too, so that way he can't access library internet. No playing no flash games on the library computer. Oh yeah, and seeing as he covets the PC a lot, I would assume that he has an older version PC to game on. Well, that power cord would be taken. Yeah, that's right. Because you know they'd be having a common computer room and shit in houses like that. Yeah. yeah. So all I'm saying is that he would probably be having a previous gaming PC in which now he will have no access to. Yep. I know people. iPads, everything. I can remove the TV out of his room. So I bet you he got a TV in his room. Mm-hmm. I know people are funny with talking about like whether or not you know corporeal hit, punishment. Yeah, hitting your child is okay, but like when some... has not hitting your child worked? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, look at look at look at Maury. Look at Maury. Look at those shows. Look at those shows like Maury and whatnot. Tell me where not putting rod or hand to child has worked for those individuals they are prime examples of how corporeal punishment is specific to any particular situation now i'm not sitting there saying that i'm up for child abuse i'm just sitting there saying that child abuse most of the time tends to not be justified a corporeal punishment means that that ass whooping was earned in some form or fashion you know what i mean Yeah, but in this case, that kid was an asshole, and yeah, the, 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 he he was that little shit that you you know would deserve an ass whooping. That's what I'm saying. Like some kids just need to be smacked, just once or twice, you know. More than once. And if it if it doesn't take, if it doesn't take, repeat. Right. Right. Now I'm gonna give an update on the Flash movie that's supposed to release in November of this year. It has the return of Michael Keaton as Batman for the first time in 30 years. Ezra Miller finally getting his solo film that was rumored since Justice League. So we know that it's taking certain elements of the Flashpoint storyline and being adapted for the film to tell its story in which we are going to be introduced to the DCEU's Supergirl. And she's not going to be the, the classic mainline Kara. It's going to be a different iteration. Oh, and then, and we know that Barry is going to ask for Keaton's help with whatever is going to unfold story-wise in that film. And we, and we know that Ben Affleck is going to reprise his role as Batman for, as he said in a recent interview the other day, the final time. And I know that's going to make a lot of Snyderverse fans of Batfleck to be, you know, disappointing. But he, yeah, that's People that's what he's been doing. But, but the thing about it is is that um they've been wanting him to make what the movie that he was the Batman movie that he was um set to direct, produce and star in before Matt Reeves took over and has his film coming out 
in two months' time. Ben Affleck stepped away because he said that you couldn't take, you know, not feeling the character, like he wasn't into it. And he felt like someone should do this who is going to be all about the character. And he wasn't at that time, especially since he said that he had a horrible experience during the making of Justice League. Wait, was it really that bad for him? Well, according to, you know, if we're to go by the stories of Joss Whedon's, you know, actions during the making of this film, a lot of the, you know, the reshoots that had to happen, the, what, the tragedy of Zack Snyder losing his daughter during the production of this film, he felt like his portrayal of Batman in The Flash was perhaps the most fun he's had being the character, and he believes that he finally got it. Yeah, he said it was a nice way to, to end his time in the role. So it sounds like it's pretty final. It would have to take a massive act to get him to come back on board. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So is he going to be in the same movie? Yes, that... he's going to be in the Flash movie. That's going to be good. Now, while he's going to be the, uh, a mentor to Barry during this film, uh, at some point, Barry is going to be coming for Keaton's Batman. And we know that this Supergirl, according to the stories, is going to be mentored by Keaton's Batman. So... Tying that into whatever happens during this film, Keaton's Batman will be mentoring this Supergirl as well as mentoring Batgirl in her HBO Max movie. I'm still excited with him back on screen. Yeah, and in, in multiple appearances too, for that matter, not just a one and done too, you know? No! They should bring Terry McGinnis. They're looking at Batgirl to be kind of in that role to be mentored by this older Bruce Wayne. But the rumor about The Flash is that. Supergirl and Batgirl are meant to be the new Superman and Batman to form a new Justice League. And by the end of this film, Shazam is supposed to join as well, effectively replacing Henry Cavill's Superman and Ben Affleck's Batman. But even though we know that Ben Affleck is leaving the role, Henry Cavill's participation is still up in the air. I saw something that he signed, or they said there was an agreement made where he was going to be making a few more appearances as Superman, although it wasn't described what those uh, appearances would entail. And in a recent interview while he was plugging a movie that he was doing recently, but he mentioned that his Superman suit is still in the closet. I feel like, you know, it seems like it's easier to control having two younger actresses that you don't necessarily have to pay big time dollars to in order to, you know, to tell your new... And it's supposed to be serving as a soft reboot of the DCEU anyway, because this was rumored back when the movie was first a thing, that it was going to kind of soft reboot it. But um, it just makes me wonder what is the future of Cavill's participation in future DC movies. Right. Superman. Even though I will acknowledge that Michael B. Jordan is currently writing a Superman movie. Right now, he's only attached to write the story and maybe even produce the film. He's not set to star in it. However, I would find it to be a missed opportunity by Warner Brothers to actually have him star in it, especially coming off the popularity of his portrayal of Killmonger in Black Panther. Right, him and Killmonger. Yeah, he's hot shit right now. He really was. If they were going to have him portray Superman... Would it be Clark Kent or would it be a different character? No, it's a different character. The, the Black Superman, there's at least two iterations that I can think of, though the names escape me. But one of them is more popular and known than the other. And neither of these are mentioned as the Superman they're trying to bring to the stage, uh, to the screen, rather. Where's the Black Green Lantern? There is a project where there are three lanterns. And that is in the Green Lantern Corps show that's supposed to be taking place on HBO Max. Jon Stewart. That's it, right? Yes. 
And they then um, be making sure to, to to feature the other rings too. Well, that's the thing. They're going to feature the these the popular iterations of the Green Lantern, which I believe I can't say with one hundred percent that I can recollect that Hal Jordan is among them. But John Stewart, I believe, may be included, though his name hasn't been specifically out there. But the popular female uh, Green Lantern, whose name escapes me right now, also she's Hispanic, right? Yes, they already cast her, and then they cast Finn Rittbrock to be the other Green Lantern. That show is in development. So they're fleshing out the uh, movie universe slowly but surely because they got the uh, the person that they cast to be the live-action Blue Beetle had his costume fitting last week. How that goes when they release that in um, wide theaters as opposed to HBO Max, which was the original intention. Having Stuart in the female Lantern is good for diversifying it Mm -hmm. without like... Without making it feel forced because they already exist. Yeah, because there are characters that exist and just haven't gotten as much spotlight. Like how Jordan was in a live action movie recently enough, though it just wasn't well received. Now you could reintroduce characters who are not as in the forefront and do better. And not to mention the fact that it's more organic because um, I don't understand, besides those people who obviously want to be bigoted with not wanting to have a black Superman, at least there's been two iterations of a black Superman that exist in the continuity. So it's not just, you know, them pulling this out of their ass, you know what I mean? I've read people online getting mad that the She-Hulk is a fucking thing, as if they don't know that she's an actual fucking, like, yeah, see. her own dog. They sat there, why are they turning the Hulk female? Now those are people who are not fans. Yeah, but there's going to be those people out there regardless. The Lantern, why is it best to have a female in the Lantern Corps? Because you're a fucking idiot and you don't know that this shit is canon. Can I just say as a side note, She-Hulk is supposed to be She-Hulk all the fucking time. DC needs to use their animated writers for their live action writing. Yeah, they should. Their movies are turning out as great as their animations are and they need to swap the writers or, or at least let like hardcore fans come in for the writing and let them do what they they know best, which is the content. Yeah, because they already have a Flashpoint animated film, which was well done and well received. And I feel like anything you're going to do where you're retreading stories, though you can try to change it up whatever way you want, if you're redoing that storyline, it's ultimately going to be compared to the animated movie because it was already done and people liked that version. So if it doesn't like hold up as well, you're just going to like detriment yourself. Exactly. Well, it's just a different interpretation on a different medium because you had the Flashpoint Paradox done in animation and it was well received. You have the Flashpoint happen during the Flash TV series on the CW. That's what I mean. And it also has been well received. Now, this one here is borrowing elements. They're going to interpret it to fit whatever story they're trying to tell ultimately if they're still trying to do the connected universe. But we do agree that Marvel does a great job in fleshing out their movies and DC yep. dominates the small screen in terms of animation and live-action TV series. I would yep. sit there and say that the exception to that rule, though, would be Titans, because I feel like, for me <laughs> watching the show, it seems Yo. to me like that the like all three seasons that have occurred so far has been not exactly how it should have been up to their TV writing standards, and I feel like I, they're all too moody, and they are, there's a lot of stories that carry on for much longer than they should. There's forced exposition, there's rust exposition, and then... It's like they're trying to run through too many storylines at once, but what always pisses me off is how every fucking season they all go off and do solitary shit, fuck it up, and then have to come together or some shit along those lines. And I feel like if they worked together and had proper communication, there's so many things that could have gone better. I enjoy the characters, but the writing is fucking killing me. I was gonna say, I don't like Titans very much. I haven't watched it very much, but it's also because... 
what I have seen I haven't really liked. It comes off kind of cringy, which is kind of sucky to say, especially with you talking about like them splitting up and being so angsty and moody. And you're doing this with beloved characters too. But this is the only live action version of Nightwing and uh, Raven and Starfire and Beast Boy that you can get right right now. That's what I was going to say, too. Like, because it's such a contradiction because they're the Titans. You have a very popular animated show of the Teen Titans, and what really meshes the team together is their camaraderie. The fact that they are different characters, different types of people, but they come together and work together as a team, and they do it well. I feel like Teen Titans Go probably got better reception than fucking Titans. Teen Titans itself, the original. No, yeah, that's ass. that's what I was referring to, not Teen Titans Go. I need to buy that shit on DVD so I can have a physical copy of that shit. That shit is bomb. Everything about it was bomb. The writing, the animations, the stuff, it was just excellent. Love that fucking show. Love every episode. Watched it religiously. Can I just add that for as much as I love Jason Todd, I am not pleased with that iteration. Yeah, and, that, and that's the only oh, live action Red Hood that you're getting right now. That's you know? what I'm saying. Yes, like, my God, it's such a bad Red Hood. Yeah, he's overly moody and angsty for no real reason. Like, I know Red Hood, Jason Todd, is an angsty character, and he has reason to be. He died. <laughs> but and like, he had daddy issues, so to speak. Yeah, but like, come on. This is just rough. I feel like daddy issues is like a quota that Bruce needs. It needs to be checked on the box for when he picks his nimble recruit. I'm not a fan of uh, the iteration of Batman during the series either. Right. I don't mind Ian Glenn as an actor. I thought that as soon as he was cast to be Bruce Wayne, I was like, no, no. Exactly. Miss Marvel, the Disney Plus series, is set to go into extensive reshoots later this month. And usually reshoots can be looked at as, you know, a negative or a positive thing. The creative team is supposedly going to be fine-tuning some things in the show. The rumors that her powers in the show are going to be somewhat light-based, like Green Lantern, as opposed to what they actually are in the comics, where she has the embiggen, the stretching, the healing. She got her powers from an explosion that occurred, that that released a Terrigan mist, and what that mist did was it was a mutation causing vapor that alters inhuman biology. Now, she had latent inhuman lineage, and it just got activated for her to be able to have the powers that she has. But, like, died in the explosion, too, right? Yeah. Now, it, it affected different people in different ways. Is this a sneaky link to X-Men? Well, that's the thing. The thing about it is, is that we've been looking and we've been hearing all these stories that ever since they acquired um, Fox's assets in terms of the Marvel characters, that... At some point, somewhere, they're going to lay the foundation for mutants being a thing within the MCU. We just don't know what avenue they're going to end up taking. If you're going with light-based powers, it makes it sound like it's a vast departure from what she is on the printed page. So, granted, these are just rumors, but if it's the light-based thing that they're talking about, that's really not her powers, you know what I mean? Uh, Outside of the bioluminescence thing would match her light, so to speak. Now, I don't know too much about the character i know like some things but mostly what i know is from playing lego marvel (laughs) and from that what i got was that she basically has like superman like abilities like strength just overall enhanced everything in flight yeah she's a polymorph too so you know so she can change shape yeah she She has way more powers than i thought she she can she can change shape as what you've seen her depicted in like in the the marvel avengers game and whatnot where she can stretch out and you know she can do that she has a lot of she does have superhuman strength and speed so that matches superman there but there was 
a, a character I played as in Lego Marvel, my extensive knowledge here, um, a character Lightspeed, and she had a lot of like light-based prismatic things. She was able to move faster because of light-based abilities. And that's a Marvel character who I think may or may not be associated with the Young Avengers. I feel like if they're going to do some shit like that, they might hint to the, to the X-Men universe. But that also means that they need to get rid of Miss Marvel's Carol Danvers powers properly, which is when she encounters Rogue, and Rogue takes all that shit from her. Because then we're not going to get the ro- the flying Rogue with the with the awesome fucking accent and shit like we should have gotten from the fucking cartoon. Ironheart, which is going to be set for pre-production soon, if it hasn't already. It's believed that uh, the child of Obadiah Stane is set to serve as the villain. Really? That, at least that's what the rumor is. The casting call sheet, person in their 40s, has to be someone who can convey brilliance, comedic timing, also act like they have something to hide. So that kind of ties into Ezekiel Stane, and he's like a futuristic type of next-gen, second-coming of Tony Stark type of character. He's ultra-brilliant. He believes in a post-national, super-corporate world, so he gave himself enhanced abilities. Wait, like bionics? So much titanium and some shots and shit? Like, along the lines of Captain America, so to speak. So we'll just see whether or not that pans out. We know that the Riri Williams character is set to make her MCU debut in the Black Panther sequel that is supposed to be due out uh, later this year um, before she shows up in her Disney Plus show. In other Marvel news, and these are just quick tidbits is that Bill Murray gave an interview in which he revealed that he was playing a quote-unquote bad guy in Ant-Man 3. Bill Murray is? I believe that he's probably going to be just a bad guy. Like literally a bad guy, not like a villain. But people have speculated, of course. Henry Winkler is rumored to be jumping into Black Adam. And because we know that the Justice Society of America is going to be introduced, the live-action versions of Metis, in The Rock's film, He's rumored to be playing the original Adam, so he'd be one of the founding members of the Justice Society. Really? Yeah, in which we know that the younger version of the Adam Smasher has already been cast, and so we know that it's kind of like that Hank Pym and Scott Lang situation, you know what I mean? Yeah, I was about to say, you went from Ant-Man to the Adam. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like Henry Winkler has stereotype visuals, and... I automatically assumed he was playing someone's dad when he said that. But like, he was actually playing like a solid character. I, I can't mentally put him there. That's kind of what I was thinking about, like Bill Murray just being a really sarcastic character, not really a villain villain. Yeah, but in this case, we were, it's believed that Winkler is playing a legit character, but just retired, not in action, you know what I mean? So similar to how Michael Douglas was Ant-Man, but not actually in any of the physical things outside of flashbacks where he could be covered by a right. helmet. You know what I mean? So I feel yeah. like it's something like that. And so we'll have to wait and see when that movie comes out in July of this year. The Echo series, meanwhile, um, has brought aboard the original writers of Daredevil and the Punisher's Netflix series, which means that if you watch any of those two shows, they went in a more tonally dark and more gritty type of style, which means that would be something new for what has been on Disney Plus thus far. Plus, it would suit her character better. There has been some discussion online about the look of the Riddler in the Batman film. Some people are for... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, with Robert Pattinson's Batman, yes. Now, Paul Dano is the actor who's going to portray the Riddler. Now, people are liking his performance, people like the trailers that they've seen so far, but there's been people who have been on either end of the spectrum with the term of how the Riddler looks. 
See, I like the idea that he would be a Riddler that's being taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, he actually seems like a threat rather than like a joke character. Right. But I would like something that looks at least more like the Riddler. What's he wearing? Like a bag over his head? Yeah. I just um, want a little green. And the thing about it is, is that some people do want a more traditional Riddler look. Honestly, I almost feel like the Riddler's suit would match neo-noir because it's like a suit rather than like... Oh no! Well, it's it's, it's more detective noir. Doesn't really go with the whole aesthetic. It's more detective noir. Not like in terms of color, but if he was wearing something a little more dressy rather than like again like a hazmat looking outfit. Right now he's looking like the Zodiac. That's the yeah yeah. That's what that's what it's going. And even the way that he draws the question mark you know in the crosshairs is very reminiscent. You can't really not see that comparison. And like I guess you could say maybe it's intentional to again portray the Riddler as being serious and kind of scary this time around rather than being very cartoonish but I would like to say there is a way to update the Riddler's outfit to make it match a more realistic tone like I mean Heath Ledger's Joker his outfit was still like purple and green but it wasn't like it was so muted. yeah it was muted right. it was something that didn't look like a cartoon and they were like, also going for something gritty yeah you could bring his outfit you of course change it so that way it doesn't look so absurd in a real world setting but still have like the essence of the character well we won't know until the movie releases in march whether or not that plays out because i was gonna say you can make a bowler hat scary i mean look at alex and clockwork orange (laughs) the trailer that's been released for doctor strange 2 that came at the tail end of spider-man as a post-credit scene people will have started to notice that in a scene or two, Strange is wearing a blue patch that was in the middle of the um, cloak. And people have been speculating anything from, is that like a, a patch to be able to travel through dimensions? Or is it because, you know, it got damaged during his travels in that film? It's definitely in this film because it wasn't in Spider-Man at all. He had the, re- the cloak of levitation look just fine. But some people also speculated whether or not it could have been, you know, a patch that was put on because of the damage that Thanos made to said cloak. But again... It looks fine in Spider-Man. Yeah. A Minotaur that is usually an ally that comes and saves Strange from time to time in the comics is actually going to make his live-action debut. And his his first appearance in the comics was him repairing Strange's cloak. So at some point, maybe this character is actually going to do that, but in this film... So a minotaur. So, so so we're in the same universe where minotaurs are mystical tailors because they have to be mystical tailors because there's no way you're you're fixing the cloak without some sort of mystical shit going on because it's a fucking intelligent being. It has yeah, its own it's alive. Box. And we also have dwarves that are iron workers but are also fucking giant. Yeah, I was gonna say large dwarves. It's the ability of the fingers for a minotaur. All I can imagine is sausage fingers. Or hooves. Right, well like like minotaurs, I automatically assume they're fingers because they're always able to build access to shit, like a dragon's crown. Yeah. There was also concept art that was introducing America Chavez and Spider-Man with one of the opening riffs in reality. She was gonna show up in front of Peter and his crew. Now, originally, Doctor Strange 2 was supposed to come out before No Way Home. So the way that the writers were writing No Way Home was they were writing it to show the effects of what Multiverse of Madness unleashed onto the MCU. But because that movie got delayed, they rewrote it. And when they rewrote it, they had to now account for events 
after No Way Home instead. So we now know that Doctor Strange's sequel is going to set what we're going to see going forward the rest of the way as far as the, you know, the Phase 4 movies are. I got my mighty asshole story. So the options today are sister, sister-in-law, teenager, and yard sale. Yard sale. All right. Am I the asshole because I didn't give back a painting to the seller when I was immediately offered more money for it? It was late afternoon on a Saturday. I was driving around while waiting for an appointment. I drove past the yard sale when I saw a beautiful fairy painting. I was so excited. I realized when I got close that the painting is actually an original and it's huge. Five feet by three feet. I only had $20 in my pocket so I thought there was no possible way she would sell it to me. I asked anyway and to my surprise she asked for the 20 bucks. She explained that she'd been trying to sell it all day for a higher price but nobody was buying and she needed to get it gone. When she told me she paid the artist 200 for the painting, I thanked her and told her I would love this painting forever and ever and truly appreciate it. As I turned around, two cars pulled up. The first one offered me 50 for it and the next car offered me 100. I could feel the woman glaring at me, but I kept my painting and practically ran to my car. My friend told me I'm an asshole because I should have given her the painting back to sell for the higher price. I don't think I'm an asshole because she would have sold the painting to the next person for $20 if I hadn't already bought it. The second person wouldn't have offered her 50 for it. They would have just asked the price like I did. The third person might have offered more, but I feel like it's it's unlikely. It's more likely they would have left disappointed. They only offered more because I was willing to sell for 50. I might be the asshole because the original owner would have made $100 on the painting if I returned it. I kind of feel like, yeah, you are a little, a little funny. It'd be one thing if it was days later on your own, you know, someone offered you a price. Especially if you're sitting there saying, I'm going to love this forever and ever. And then you try to sell it as soon as it's like, like the dollars well, haven't left her she hand. She truly wanted it and she, want, she kept it. But she said she accepted the 50 or no, like she was about to. If she had left, the other seller probably would have just accepted the 50. How does she determine that those prices were being offered because she got it? You know what I mean? Like if there, it was just the timing, these two cars drove by at this moment and they were both interested, they would have right, been interested no, driving by with or without you. Right, but they, they, they would have sat there and asked how much for it. They would have been like, listen, I'll give you whatever for it. And she would have accepted the whatever. So if the person came up with $50, she would have just gotten the $50. And if the other person decided to hit her for the 100 then they would have hit her for the 100 I'd say that, um, I mean, she bought it. So she's free to do whatever she wanted to do with it. So I don't have a problem with her keeping it. Or even if she did decide, huh, maybe I could somewhat turn a profit on something I just bought. I mean, people do that all the time. So I don't know. I feel like I'm not hearing specifically what seems to be the part where they're only offering 50 because of this person. Like, were they there watching the whole conversation? And when she said, I'll give you 20 bucks for it. Then they said 50 because if they just no. pulled up after the exchange happened, then they don't know what the price was, period. And they wouldn't right. have known the same way they wouldn't have known with or without this chick. All right, so what happened was she had already purchased it and was moving it to her car. Two people pulled up and offered, one person offered $50 for it. They didn't know how much she paid, they just offered her 50 They might have assumed that, they, they, that she definitely didn't pay as much as they were offering. Right. But that's what I'm saying. If they just made this offer on their own, like it's not based on anything particular, then what was to stop them from making the same offer to the actual yard sale chick? Well, I think it's about no timing. In her possession at the time, she already sold it to the other woman. Yeah, it's about so timing. Can't offer that painting to her. No, no, no. Her I'm just saying, what are the circumstances that make it specific? Like, what was to stop them if this chick didn't buy it? 
offering the actual owner 50 bucks. Well, the girl is just assuming because the guy came up to her and just offered 50 off the bat. That's what I mean. So, like, if you're so assuming... If they, they offered it to her like that, she just assumed he'd offer it to the original person because that's how they saw how much they thought it looked for a price. So, because they offered it her, they were going to offer the same thing to that lady, too, because they didn't know how much she spent. That's what she was saying. That it would have been the same offer either way. They just didn't know how much she paid for it. Or they would have just said how much, and she's just like, give me whatever's in your pocket because I don't have... You know, I've been trying to get rid of this. I'm trying to let it go. And whenever you say shit like that, it automatically drives down the price in people's head. Yeah. The seller was already at the point where I just want to get rid of it. I'll take it for fucking twenty dollars for a three hundred for a, I think she said two hundred dollars for the painting that she paid someone else for. Yeah. So with that in mind, that's where she at is that mentally. So she would have just taken anything at that point, and that's where the poster is coming from. She, they they, they would have just offered whatever for it, and we would have gotten the the, the the same discounted cheap price or whatever for her. So she doesn't feel like she's in the wrong because she'd give the painting back for the lady to get thirty dollars more from it. See, the thing is, though, why is the poster making the assumption that they wouldn't have offered more to the actual owner? Girl, I don't know what was in that person's mind for that. I'm just reading what the post is. Yeah. But, like, I don't, I, personally speaking, I don't think the person's an asshole. Once the transaction was done, it was over with. I just purchased something. If I bought something from Macy's and then somebody comes in and says, I'll offer Macy's $30 more on that shirt that you just purchased because it was the last one, I'm not going to give my shirt back to Macy's to get $30 more? Why the fuck would I do it here? Well, of course, I'm in my head, like, you get your money back. But I'm just saying, like, the poster is ultimately probably inconsequential to how that sale would have actually gone down. Like, basing the value off of you buying it first isn't really valid. And I absolutely agree. Like, if you buy it, it's yours. It's just, like, it's slightly funny that you assume that the value is tied to you. Because, like, right. if that person... I what you're taking from that, from her post, you're taking... She just assumed that they would lowball her immediately. But it is a yard sale, state sale. In a state sale, there's a, there's a minimum for, for a lot of shit. But if it's just a yard sale, somebody could walk up and offer $5, and then she could negotiate it up. Yeah. Or someone offer fifty dollars and be like, I don't think it's worth it. That I'm actually offer for you five forty-five. So nobody really knows how where where it's coming from. No, I not exactly. But I just feel like if you're justifying yourself by making assumptions that you really can't make, it seems like you're grasping at straws. If you're buying it to keep it and not doing something like immediately selling it while you're still on this woman's grass, that if you're buying it to keep it, that's fine. It's yours. You paid for it. It just seems like a sketchy kind of mindset to me. So it makes me wonder about like how you approach I, other things in life. I honestly think that the poster said it that way to help her feel less targeted. Because That's what I mean. The one, the friend, her friend is the one who said that she was the asshole for not giving the painting back. So I feel like she was doing that to, so she could feel justified for herself from whatever guilt trip her friend was doing to her. That's so what I mean. she feels some sort of guilt in this, some sort of way. So some people phrase shit like that. Well, you know, just because they offered me $50 means they would have offered her the same way. So I get where you're coming from with that. But I think she was just doing it in a self-defensive type of thing because of her friend being the one to attack her for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, I honestly don't think she's in the wrong at all. Uh, if you like the show, please bestow us a follow on whatever, whatever likes, comments, questions you might have for us on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Um, or you can shoot us an email at fandomsculturemurder at gmail.com. Bye. Thank you for listening. We appreciate y'all. Later, guys. Bye-bye.